welcome you to the Igniting Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Horine, a principal chiropractor alongside my husband, a magnetic alignment coach, a 3-5 manifester in human design, a toxin-free living advocate, and obsessed with all things related to a healthy mind, body, and spirit. My passion is to empower and inspire people to become the highest expression of themselves while recognizing they are the creator of their own reality. I'll share ideas, interviews, and examples that will prompt you to learn more about your true thoughts on yourself, what your true desires are in life, and how you're connected to the world around you. This will happen through human design readings I do with clients, principles of chiropractic, and how true health and healing is expressed from the inside out magnetic alignment recode sessions, and my own personal journal prompts that I receive while in meditation. My hope is that you can have your consciousness ignited to remember that the key to living in a happy and peaceful world all starts by discovering those pieces within you. For those that don't know Madeline and um, the work that she's doing, and she was describing the beginning stage of... um, of, of having differences as far as starting from a child with your parents, you know, being, having conflicting energies and everything. And as that, so you didn't, we'll just say like, you didn't come from a background that would have easily have set you up for the work that you're doing right now. Absolutely not. I mean, I lived with my mom uh, during the school year who was a very um, kind of a very controlling Christian environment that was like, the world is evil and very like <laughs> um, sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, even like yoga, you know, was like not okay. Wow. Um, you know, and then my dad that I lived with in the summer was an alcoholic and, you know, was spending a lot of time with people who were drug addicts and shooting up in the bathroom and, you know, so to have the contrasting frequencies of like going into church and feeling the descent of the Holy Spirit into my body because people are singing and connecting to source in that way. And then having a contrasting experience of being with my father, who there was a lot of alcohol spirits, a lot of other entities with the drug usage, you know, um, those were very contrasting energetics. And so it was actually really beautiful because it taught me how to understand energetics in my body and my heart and my being. And that's what I feel like, you know, ultimately, no matter what happens in our life, it's all for the good. You know, it's, it's all in the way in which we choose to utilize these experiences through that state of neutrality of like, okay, what did this teach me? And how did this, how did this actually support me? You know, what, what gifts are these giving to me now that I can actually share in the world? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, as you're saying that it has me thinking about like, you know, we all have our different childhoods and some like we can reflect back on it and be like, okay, I don't necessarily want to repeat that, but it has made me who I am today, you know, with the different things and like same thing what you're sharing right there. So for those that are just tuning in right now, we, we started our live and I gave the introduction there and she was like starting to unpack and unravel like the history of where she got into where she's at and the work that she's doing right now. And um, we, the energies uh, got a little too strong that it got us disconnected, <laughs> which is not surprising. So this conversation is like, as we continue on, is going to be a lot of conversation around energy and frequencies and connection with earth, with everything, with source energy, everything that is, and all this 
information a lot of this for some of you it's going to be like oh that's your language and for a lot of other of you listening into the podcast or listening in on the instagram live right now you're gonna be like what are they talking about so just come in with an open mind and open heart and just realize that there is so much more than the eyes can see and that being able to embody and cleanse and clear your body in whatever way that means so that way you can connect with higher highest alignment of self and therefore highest alignment with others around the community and so I just kind of want to like give that little introduction there um, as we continue on with the conversations here, because this should be common conversation, but it's not, <laughs> at least not yet. Right. And so with the work that Madeline does, like she's a transformational alignment guide, specializes in love, relationship, intimacy, and holistic sexuality. She is a soul alignment, soul realignment practitioner who empowers leaders to reclaim and embody their power and align to their soul level expression and joy. So deep, deep work right there. And in order to for her to have become the person that she is, that's where we were going, like of how you kind of unraveled and have come to where you're at right now. So we've kind of know we 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 see kind of the the contrasting from childhood. And then as you got to the age around 23 is kind of where we left off. You're we talking about like you were, you were a hairstylist and the beauty that aside from like being in the beauty industry of what we know, so to say on a superficial sense, but now you're able to see it on a very energetic sense of how that can help people as well. So let's pick up from there and then we'll move forward. Yeah, perfect. So thank you. I love you so much, sister. And I'm so glad that we're finally doing this and just letting others in on the conversations and the beautiful transmissions that come through our field together. Um, so yeah, I was, you know, 23, a hairdresser, really dissatisfied in a toxic relationship and um, was eating toxic food, hanging around toxic people, you know, and it was that was a reflection of my internal world. And I started cleansing and purifying my system. I started eating plants started working with herbs and flower essence and my awareness started unfolding and my psychic abilities started awakening during that time as well. And I didn't, I, back then I didn't understand how to utilize them. You know, um, when I was 17, this man prophesied over me and told me that I would have the gift of prophecy one day. I would be a visionary. I would know things other people wouldn't know. I could see things other people couldn't see. And to this day, I still have that journal entry that I wrote from this like church camp that I was at. at and a church camp. Um, like, yeah, church camp, <laughs> which, which typically would be something that would be like, oh, that's that's dark. You know, that, that yeah. how, how you receive that. That's dark. Like we're not supposed to have that power. Only certain people should have that power. Right. Well, and it's all like what I've understood is like it's all in the languaging and how we use language and what that means and activates in people because, you know, in like the Christian realm, the gift of prophecy is actually a gift of the spirit. And there's many gifts of the spirit that they talk about in the Bible. And so it's like utilizing that language is very different than you're a psychic. You know, yeah. those are two very different languages that were like the psychic might like trigger some religious um, programming, you know, that, that hurts, I'm yeah. with energies that are not, you know, of the highest um, love. So, so yeah, I like, I forgot about that. I forgot about that transmission from this man until I was 25 and I had 
gotten out of my toxic relationship. I became a single mom. I was, uh, I was eating these plants and um, I started having these uh, experiences come in where I thought, uh, you know, my friend walked by me and I just had this thought like, she's going to have a miscarriage. And I was just like, why would you think something like that? That is just ridiculous. That's so, you know, like, in just like shaming myself about it. And then, you know, a few months later, she tells me that she had a miscarriage. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, this is actually something else that I need to pay attention to. But I didn't know how to, to really cultivate that gift. I didn't have any teachers in my life. I grew up in Christianity. And so there wasn't anybody that was helping me hone in on these gifts and, and actually create a way that I can practically show them in the world to support people on their journey. And so um, I kind of, I didn't really like pay attention to it, but I started getting into yoga and meditation just to like get a nice booty. And, you know, I was in the fitness and nutrition industry after doing hair and, you know, was helping people get healthy and do personal development. And so as I started clearing my channels through yoga and meditation, I started having prophetic dreams about what would happen on the planet, which is now happening. And that was back in 2014. And so I've been, you know, like holding these visions for a long time and kind of like within myself preparing, okay, what are the actions that I'm taking in the world that are in alignment with what I know is coming? You know, so it's been a really interesting path for me to have to surrender, you know, a lot of things in my life that were keeping me trapped in certain realities and in certain programs and harvesting my energy in certain ways instead of me truly stepping into, you know, who I am as a soul and what I'm here to do on the planet during such a powerful time. And, um, you know, I went from... Uh, you know, doing this nutrition work, and I started getting really energetically sensitive with the yoga and the meditation, and I was awakening more and more into these higher realms, and uh, I didn't know how to support myself. You know, I was absorbing people's energy, having panic attacks with energy that wasn't mine, and my friend was like, here, put this rock in your pocket, and I was like, what? Like, like, <laughs> Welcome to the world of crystals, right? Yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me this rock is going to help me with my anxiety that I'm feeling? And she was like, yeah, just trust me. And I, and I used it and I was like, wow, okay, there's something to this, you know? And I did the same thing with my daughter. I had brought her into a crystal store and I was like, anyone you want, whatever's the first one you want. And it helped her with her communication. She had a really hard time speaking as just like a four-year-old and she immediately, I made her a little necklace and she immediately was able to speak her truth to me and share her feelings and her emotions. And it was just so profound. I was like, okay, there's something in the minerals, right? The mineral kingdom, there's something in the plant kingdom, there's something in the mineral kingdom, there's something the fungi in the kingdom, right? Yes. And so I started to realize, wow, the earth is here to support us as humans in ways that we're not taught in school, we're not taught in church. We're not usually taught in our family dynamics, mm. you know, and, um, and that just kept progressing. And, you know, I started realizing as I was uh, doing nutrition coaching, you know, I could give this person who was pretty overweight, like this powerful nutrition plan and products and coach them and then lose a hundred pounds in like 11 months. And then I could give the same program, same coaching to another person that needs to lose just as much weight, if not more, 
and then only be able to lose 40 pounds in that same amount of time. And they couldn't budge past that. And so I was like, what is the difference between these two? And so I started seeing, oh, their bodies literally trying to protect themselves. There's like some, some unintegrated trauma here that the body's storing fat to protect the self. And so there's actually an underlying current of energy there that's keeping this person stuck. And so I was like, okay, well, people need life coaching, not nutrition coaching, they need life coaching. And so I started doing life coaching. And then the more I started doing life coaching and, you know, more abilities started awakening, I was like, wow, people don't need life coaching, they need energy work. And, and I was like, okay, there's something underneath that. And I started getting into Reiki and all these other modalities. And then when I started doing the soul realignment work, it was, that was the thing that brought in a starting point for me to understand how I could start utilizing these intuitive abilities to offer someone a reading that could drastically support in changing their life. And through that time, it was like, oh, people don't need just energy work. They need their Akashic records cleared. They need to do this quantum work that's not just in this lifetime. It's not just in this body, right? We have, we have this body in this lifetime. We have past lives at the soul level that we're carrying trauma or repeating patterns of karma and things that come back and learn the same lesson, make a new choice or keep repeating it, keep coming back. And Seven generations have, of trauma is what they have scientifically proven, at least that we know that we can be carrying it from seven generations in our yes. bodies today. And that's what I was going to say. The third one's the ancestral, the ancestral work, you know. Um, and then the fourth is the collective, right? So as a species, as a collective on this planet, we're also carrying things in all of those realms that can really be keeping us in certain patterning in our life. And so once I started really diving into that work and started really softening into my feminine essence, because I was in my masculine essence for so long. I mean, we as women on this planet are so programmed in our culture, in our family to be in our masculine. And so when I started cultivating my more feminine energy and essence and started shifting my business in that direction my second marriage that I was in collapsed and fell apart almost immediately and so it was like I was vibrating out of another reality and it was really challenging to make the decisions that I had to make to let that reality go you know it wasn't just let my marriage go let my yoga studio go let my business go it was like also releasing the identity of being a full-time mother to my children, you know, and knowing that the highest thing in that moment was for them to go live with their dad. So there was like, I went super deep in that, yeah. you know, and, and it feels like um, going through that process of t pulling back all these layers of identities. Who am I as a wife? Who am I as a businesswoman? Who am I as a mother? Who am I as a daughter and a sister and a friend? And just stripping it all back into like this zero point of nothingness and then what's actually in alignment with who I am at the soul level, and then beginning to cultivate and create a reality based upon the truth of, of who I am, you know, which is, is that we're, we are multidimensional beings. Um, we're not just this human realm and these things. Very much so. And so, I mean, 
basically you're saying like you had to start fresh from like a whole new true solid foundation and it like and that that essence of what you're describing what you went through is the same thing that on like that matters on so many other levels of life of building your health from a true solid foundation like through detoxification like cleansing and clearing your body so you can truly know how you feel in this body how to connect in this body right and 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 then beyond outside of this body that these toxins you know acidity or whatever it is that isn't allowing you to like truly have a full expression essence of who you are through all the different traumas you talked about uh, emotional generational um, and then throughout other lifetimes of trauma that we can have in our DNA, you know, within ourselves, within our being, within our soul, and clearing that out to really know who, who we are in this planet right now and this reincarnation in this physical body that we're in right here, right now. And how can we, how are we to, how are we going to be of service to the world at this time on the planet? And so I just wanted to give that little like, extra adding into it of like exactly what you were talking about peeling away those layers of like the ego that we get so tuned into and the ego that is constructed not necessarily not from our own soul it's it could be constructed from our communities from our parents from the way that we were raised from the ages of zero to seven for all of our morals the way we we should you know we should all over ourselves the way we're supposed to think act feel do and then we've got to like some of those things might be good and we, we want to carry that through and other things, not so much. And we have to decide like what truly is our ideal on it. What really is my, or my thoughts, what really is my identity. And so you really, and I just want to give that, that background for people to realize that like that was a, it had, it was a painful experience. Like I'm sure it was an absolutely painful experience to like peel away those identities of who you are. And now you're like in this, this void, you had to go back to the void. Yeah, and some of the most painful aspects of that wasn't um, just the pain of the experience of, like, grieving the loss of the motherhood that I thought I would have, you know, during this lifetime, or the dreams I had in my marriage and, you know, building something meaningful together. Some of the most painful work was actually standing in the fire while people are, you know, projecting all of their views and all of their stuff onto the situation and then really having to let a lot of people go, you know, because as a species, one of the deepest fears that we have that's unconscious is being ostracized from the tribe. Rejected. Because back in, you know, these days long ago, if we didn't have our tribe, we would die. And so it's like going back that far even beyond just this lifetime's identity, how my mom and my grandma and everyone else, you know, was a mother. But like also like now we're in friend circles where, you know, my friends are rejecting me, projecting their unintegrated abandonment wounds or whatever onto me and having to just recognize what's actually happening and it's nothing personal and in this moment I'm bringing up something for them to have to see within themselves and whether they'll realize that or not it doesn't matter but standing in that line of fire over and over and over was like some of the most painful work you know uh you know Facebook can be really brutal 
especially if you're trying to be vulnerable and transparent on your journey to try to inspire other people, you know, and being fully within themselves. Yeah, I'm really glad that you, you know, thank you for sharing that because I mean, amen, that's the truth. I mean, so many people and let alone on social media, we're like, you know, it's a beauty that we can have this conversation right now. But then at the same time, it's easy for people to stand behind a phone behind social media and then start to say these like, low, low vibrational words toward another being that is actually being felt and then now having to like, okay, deflect, 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 you know what I mean? It's not personal, it's not personal, right? And in tribal community back in the day, you know, we had, we would have to say these things in front of people and then experience the energetic consequences and ramifications of having to speak truth to another and, and be in community knowing that we're not separate from one another, that if I'm harming you, I'm actually harming myself. And so that's something that we, we don't have, you know, anymore especially with social media. So that was like, that was some of the most painful work to go through. But ultimately, you know, it was this continuing to come back to like, what are the visions that I've had that have been given to me um, about the future of this planet around, you know, different things that I'm here to do. You know, like I did my first soul realignment um, experience where I received that and whenever I learned you know that the primary essence of my soul is divine love and so then it's like okay now as I'm building this new foundation of my life with this understanding of who I am at the soul level the work that I'm doing in the world how can I make sure that what I'm choosing to put my energy into is in alignment with the essence of divine love which is the expert in relationships. It's the energy of the healer. You know, it's the one who's like kind of um, doing healing work, even just through presence. You don't even have to do it. Through the voice too, Mm -hmm. right? Which as manifestors, we have channels directly to that. So we can heal through the spoken word as well, which is frequency, right? Like, Yeah, and my my sphere and my gene keys, that's um, my part of my uh, my life's purpose is actually um, about impeccability in the language of light. And so I'm very aware that that's a part of my purpose here is to be speaking, you know, and, and so then that ties back in with the manifesto thing. So there's so many different modalities that can be revealing to us, oh, wow, this piece weaves in with here, with here, with here. And then how can I take all these pieces into kind of a cauldron of, of understanding a deep love for myself and go, what brings me joy? What, right. what brings me joy that I want to do in the world? Well, I love talking to people about sex and relationships. That's been one of my biggest uh, wounds and journeys in my life of continual refinement and understanding and studying of. And it's like, that brings me joy, you know, and at, at the deepest uh, simplistic level of my soul I'm here to share plants and sound you know so th- so sound is like also through the voice yeah. I do a lot of cacao ceremonies and other plant ceremonies um, and write songs and you and know you sing so beautifully if you haven't heard her voice oh my gosh you've got a beautiful voice and you can just mm-hmm. 
feel it through the to the vibrato of of the essence of what's coming out let alone the words that you're singing I mean, i'll just really i just have to throw that out there too because i've been to her cacao ceremonies and again some of the listeners here on the podcast are like cacao ceremony like what is that why what's so sacred about cacao is that cocoa what is that is it chocolate like what's so sacred about chocolate so we'll have to get into that at some point too and then i also want to get into you describing like what is soul realignment because some of the listeners here like i said we have such an array of different people that are listening in on here some people might not even be fully aware of what reiki is and you know uh, so i want to be able to kind of like build them up to that and then also for our people that are like yeah we're speaking the same language here yeah so um so i'll just share a little bit more about like about my soul realignment work that i did with myself so it kind of gives the listeners an example of how that's guided me and how that could possibly guide them and be supportive. So, so it's like understanding the soul essence, right? There's, there's eight different divine energies that all of us at the soul level are made of. We have all of them. And typically we have one energy center that is a primary, our primary essence of our soul and the way that our soul longs to express itself in the world. Sometimes some people have, a really large secondary one where then both need to be expressed at the same time to be truly in alignment with the soul. And so, you know, out of those eight, my primary is divine love. And so, you know, it's like when all this other stuff starts coming, oh, you're helping people heal with plants. It's the energy of the healer. You're helping people with relationships and love, with sexuality. You know, okay, all that's in alignment with divine love. Oh, cacao, that's heart opening. It's in alignment with divine love. Yes. And so it's like, it gives you a blueprint, right? So there's an aspect of the soul realignment. It's called a soul blueprint. And so it's understanding this is the blueprint, just like if you were to map out blueprinting building a house, you know, you're not going to put a toilet in where there's not plumbing. It's going to get really messy. You know, it's not going to function right. The energy isn't going to be flowing in the right direction. No. You know, so when we understand who we are at the soul level, it gives us a blueprint of that. And then there's an aspect of like, how am I expressing myself in my human in the world? And then there's an aspect of the soul blueprint and understanding our soul group of origination. So which, which place in the stars that our soul originally, when it first came into essence, where did it originally go to that was most in vibrational match to our soul's frequency? And then when we go there, we pick up the codes from that system. And then that's also what we're here to bring. So you know, my soul group of origination is Polaris. Polaris is the anchor and firmament of our planet. It's the North Star. It helps balance the polarities of the planet. So that's something that I'm here to support in. And I do that with my healing work. I do polarity integration. Polarity is in everything. It's all it's sexual energies in all of nature in our relationships. And so a lot of times um, in my relational coaching work, it's a really deep understanding and sharing with the couple of like understanding your inner polarities. Are you operating super out of your masculine and it's repelling his masculine? And so understanding polarity integration and polarity therapy of the body through body work, which I also do, you know, it's that's that's a part of my soul blueprint that I'm here to do. You know, so it's like it's a guide and it's like a where am I putting my energy out and is this in alignment with who I am at the soul level? Yeah. Well, and, and, and important to add into that, you're like, as you're asking those questions, you obviously have, have done the work to understand, to know 
what is what how does it feel in your body how are you knowing that what you're feeling drawn toward is what you should be like you're 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 being pulled toward it so kind of elaborate on that too because you're like you know is this in alignment with me like it's very easy for us to talk about it but like for other people they're like well how do i know if i'm doing the right thing so how did you know that you were doing the right thing what does it mean to you to know that you're your, your, the alignment like where do you feel it in your body do you hear it do you see things like let's talk about that okay well so it feels like it could be a collaboration of, of things you know the more that i've understood human design um as a splenic manifester the spleen informs right away Boom. so it's this, what's the first thing that comes in and i've learned to trust that simply because uh, and also my profile is a one three, so I'm, it's an investigator through trial and error energy. And so it's like, I have learned that when I don't listen to that first thing, I get in these situations where I'm like, oh God, I should have listened to that first thing. So it's like the contrasting, the contrasting experience is deepening my inner knowing. So that's like one thing is, is like, can we just like listen and and investigate and trial and error, well, this thing happened and then this happened, and, you know, so it's listening to that, but also it's like one thing, you know, connecting with you about the, the human design and under, helping people understand where is it in their body that's actually sending those signals. But honestly, before even knowing about human design, it's a, it, for me, it was a combination of synchronicity, right, which I, I look at synchronicity as that, it's a deeper harmonization of your DNA. And since we're connected to all things, if our harm, if our DNA is harmonizing more, then automatically we're gonna be harmonizing to the fractal from around us and what we're attracting and magnetizing. So synchronicity was a, was a deep guidance. And there's something with that where we can also be projecting desires in certain ways and create things that can mirror synchronicity. So there's like a fine line to be really tending to there. You know, it's like, was this actually, like, did I create this or was this something that naturally occurred? You know, those that's what feels like a difference for me in that. Um, and then also, like, one of the deepest guidance for me has been following my joy and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. So when I think about doing something and there's, like, it feels heavy and there's, like, all this stuff to figure out and, like, maybe there's another option and you know, or I'm going to travel to this place instead of that place, whatever it is, how small it is, it's like, whoa, in my body, what, where do I feel like my body goes and opens, the energy opens and expands, and I feel more energy flow in my body, or where do I feel more contracting? And usually it's when I'm feeling that openness, I'm, I'm also experiencing joy and excitement and enthusiasm for something that, you know, that's been my guide. Yeah. You know, what, what is bringing joy? What feels most joyous to do, you know? And, and through that also takes, especially if, <laughs> if you're like how, how I used to be, which is um, I was imprinted to enjoy challenge. Mm -hmm. So I was taking the hard road, every possible chance that I could get. Yep. And that was like an undercurrent of wanting to be good enough and wanting to, to, to just be enough to feel worthy, you know? So there's like some really deep stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, 
uh, yeah, like similar <laughs> with me too, you know, and like how many other people listening in right now were like this whole like hustle, you know, and like that's part of the personal development world, like hustle, hustle, grind, grind, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's like, okay, yes, you've got to take action. You can't just meditate your way and, and not take any action. Like you, you know, receive the downloads, receive the wisdom, find the like drive, but like then you've got to take action. But it doesn't have to be hard unless we believe and think that it's going to be hard because then the frequencies will align like attracts alike, you know, birds of a feather flock together that if we truly believe that, then that's exactly what the universe will bring right back to us is, yep, it's going to be hard for you to do it. And it's like, it's this pendulum talk about polarity, right? This pendulum of like, sure, you were more than capable. Like, look at all the things that you have overcome and you've accomplished and then you've like set your mind to and you've, you've done it. Um, and then you can reach that. And until that you've cleared that I'm unworthy, I'm not enough or any of those underlying like orientations, we'll call them, then you'll reach what you like, what you want to reach. But then shit will hit the fan. Something will happen to swing you right back because you have that underlining underpinning. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Whether you're conscious, usually it's subconscious. Right. And so until you clear that, you won't be able to like stay in the joy of where you really want to be, right? Yeah, and that can also that that contrasting swing of the polarity can also come in like self-sabotaging behavior because there's the undercurrent of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this. You know, and so those are really deep imprintings and something that I've um, personally have gone through on my journey is really having to go back super far to uncover where those actually coming from. And I'm talking like, like, yes, ancestral, like that's super far back, but like in this body, you know, going back to even the womb, you know, what were the things my mom was experiencing in the womb with me, you know, and, and her not feeling worthy. You know, so there's like aspects of ancestral stuff there, but also that being imprinted yeah. into my body, you know, or, you know, just recently I realized as I had a really beautiful uh, divine masculine coming into my life and has tried to come into my life many times <laughs> um, to realize like, wow, why can't I allow myself to like, this is what I want. This is everything that I've ever desired and, you know, having a partnership with someone and it's like, oh, my physical body actually didn't bond with the masculine right after I was born. My dad was not present at my birth. So I didn't experience my earliest experience of arriving here on this planet, having any sort of an imprinting with the divine masculine in a bonding, healthy dynamic. In fact, you know, when my mom was pregnant with me, my dad was beating her. And so, like, there was, you know, oh, the masculine's not safe, they're not trustworthy, they cheat on you, all these things, you know, th those were all imprinting, from, you know, from just being in the womb. So it's like having to really go and do some deep work on those areas, you know, um, it can be really challenging. And that's something that, like, through my experience over the last 10 years of being on this journey, being able to support people in that way, to not have to go that long with like figuring this out. And even in that, like my journey's been really rapid. It's been like an accelerated process. So, you know, some people go their whole lives and, 
and don't get access to these kinds of understandings. And so what I really feel like is that through my own investigating, through trial and error, doing all these things, and this works and this doesn't, and, you know, um, discovering more of like who I truly am, that, you know, my desire to support others and those understandings and wisdoms that I've learned, they don't belong to me. They belong to humanity. They belong to people that come into my life that feel called to receive from me and to work with me and um, and transform and, it, you know, it not have to take so long and maybe not be as painful, you know, because there's a guide that's being able to say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I can see in the field. This is what's asking to be released and let go of. This is what's ready to come in and being able to have a greater understanding outside of what we can see with our eyes and the dramas of life and the projections of other people. And, you know, especially as things are progressing on the planet, the energetics on the planet are changing and they're working differently. And most people have no idea how to work with them, no. you know? And so it's like also being able to have someone that has been cultivating this work for the last 10 years to be able to support those who are like wow things are changing and and like i know that i need help on this journey i'm ready i'm ready for transformation and that's you know, they have to be ready as you like if we as much as like we want to just like i don't want to say shove things on people like we want to lovingly let them know inform 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 but until they're ready they won't receive it you know they always say like the student will learn when the student is ready right and so until they're ready then they won't even be able to do it and for some people they may not be ready ever in this lifetime right and so we also have to surrender to that and just know like that's part of their soul's journey in this lifetime in this physical frame right now and we can't get in the way of that we you know like we can just continue knocking as i like to say it's like there's a, there's a house on fire. There's like an apartment complex on fire. And so you just keep knocking on the door, say, hey, the place is on fire, like to let them know and inform them. But it's up to them to decide if they're ready to take action to get out of the fire or not, right? Otherwise, you're going to keep going and knocking on more doors. And so you've been preparing yourself to be for you to be ready to share that you know, all around the planet and amongst as many human beings as possible. So that way they can prepare themselves and however they need to prepare, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's getting to the point where, you know, like you said, we're, we're at many choice points in our life. Many people are choosing many different timelines and that's a part of their own soul's evolution and different lessons that they're here to learn. And there are those of us on this planet who know like, okay, I'm here to like really expand myself and to impact. And that's what manifestors do. We're here to impact. Mm -hmm. so able to, as these, these, you know, the, these auras that come into fields of just our presence, just impacting the field, you know, and really stepping into that and really, you know, moving through all the things that maybe hindered us as little manifestors when our family, you know, was like, imprinting different things and we didn't feel like it was safe to do that you know or the soul level wounding of like i was murdered in another lifetime for speaking my truth or you know all these things it's like it's really time for us to 
to share our, our gifts. And, um, you know, I had a dream last night, actually, that was like very, um, it was very informative of like, okay, there's this opening, I'm going this way, and I'm being set free, and literally watching people walk right past the opening into a place where they were being trapped, they were not free, and feeling um, the deep grief of what seemed to be the collective of, of those who their loves yeah, who loves so deeply that aren't choosing um, that same timeline with us, you know, and so I I also feel like there's a process around that um, around grieving that feels really significant to the process of the evolutionary path. You know, we, in our culture, we don't have like uh, grief rituals, you know, a funeral is not a grief ritual. Not it is a monetized, hijacked program. Oh my of- gosh, gosh, it, it's, it's painful. I'll just like, just for a moment, like it's so painful. I have a very dear soul friend, another soul sister, whose father had passed away and like, it was like thrown into her lap, like literally he's passed away she hasn't been able to experience the grief at all and she's in this i have to make a decision on like how we're going to display his body and celebrate his life and literally as she's sitting in the place where it's like cremation or show the body you know casket all this other stuff that you have to make decisions on and she has to make a fourteen thousand dollar payment right then and there no opportunity like like so when you said like monetizing like i was just like it was painful for her to describe that to me i'm like in no way are you able to like experience any grief whatsoever you have to instantly get in the mindset of like oh gosh well i want to like celebrate him but like i need to have this money right here right now there's no such thing as a deposit they're wanting full costs and coverage on it right then and there and then if you don't make that decision now you know the judgment of like Oh, you didn't have a ceremony for your father, you know, like all this other stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to like give an example because I know a lot of that happened during this COVID time right now, you know what I mean? And like, there's already emotions and fears and like confusion and all this other stuff, like left and right, let alone with people who have lost people that are passing on to the next lifetime and stuff that they haven't been able to grieve, you know, and they're, and they're put in this like have to make decisions like overly masculine while they're in fear mode at the same time. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's so convoluted, right? Yeah. And it feels like, you know, this aspect of um, really allowing the grieving process is what supports and integrating the changes that are actually occurring the parts of ourselves maybe through evolutionary journeys that are dying you know and and that's something that our culture is missing as like a rite of passage like we don't have a culture that has true initiatory rites of passages like other cultures you know we have pseudo initiations we have sweet 16 and you get your first car you have sex for the first time those are pseudo initiations, you know, where in other cultures, it's like, you're going through this initiatory process, 
and you're leaving who you've been behind, that person is dying. And when you step on the other side of this threshold, you are no longer that person. You are something and someone completely new. And through the, these these initiatory rites of passages, we actually reclaim pieces of our soul in that process um, that leads to, wow, just more, so much more of a, a wholeness at the soul level for us to be able to operate and integrate here on this planet. And, you know, that's something that I feel super passionate about with young women going through the rite of passage of, of puberty and, you know, mothers, the motherhood thing, you know, it's like birth has also been monetized in so many different ways. And so it's like being able to support people and moving through these rites of passages as we are choosing the timelines we're choosing on this planet. And that's something, another aspect of the work that I'm doing with a dear sister of mine is doing these rites of passage work. And um, some of that stuff is in deep kind of ceremonial containers online. Some of that stuff is in person. Um, and so just want to share, there is one happening this week, by the way. Oh, um, so go ahead, plug it in, talk about it. Is yeah. it a soul alignment? Was it a cacao ceremony? What is it that's happening? It's a, it's a three-day online convergence called the Living Light Convergence. And it's really, it's really, it is a soul realignment journey. And there's aspects of really understanding what are the codes and the keys within the self, what are the things that are like not actually aligned with the structures that have been built and supporting those in dissolving um, to really align with the truth of who we are. Then also working with the ancestors, going into a container with what it is that ancestral healing work is and how we can start really integrating that into our life and being aware of that within our, our bodies, within our fields, within our creations, um, not just unraveling the, the wounding and the trauma, but also like accessing the gifts, you know, the gifts that get passed on to us and how those are longing to be expressed in the world. And so it's going to be a really beautiful three-day um, journey. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. Um, and it's with like five other really powerful women, one of which has been my personal teacher for the last five years. Um, and so if you have the opportunity and you're feeling the soul level call to like really have um, a potent container to clear a lot of things really quickly and support you re realigning and having, you know, a container that can hold you in that process. I would highly recommend um, reaching out to me and I can share with you um, some more information about it. Mm. I mean, I know I'm intrigued. And I'm like, of course, I'm going to a continuing education course this weekend. And so I'm like, and isn't your birthday coming up too? So yeah. this is a powerful month for you. So, well, this is next month. Uh, oh, is it not in March? We're in it's March. April. It's in April. Oh, darn. Okay. I got a little excited right there. I was thinking you're in March. I was thinking Aries, and I was thinking about my husband being in Aries, too, and everything. So I was thinking it was it was the end of March, too. But, okay, it's just like a week after his, I think, is what it is. So either way, but yeah, so reach out and obviously direct message you and you'll be able to give the information of how to get involved with that too, right? 
Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. So, well, let's just kind of go into that just a little bit more, just to talk a little bit more about the work that you do. So amongst like when we're talking about unraveling, like, you know, like old wounds or like orientations that are like limiting us in some way, shape or form, right? To open up and express that, what are some things that people can anticipate or they can get excited for in the work that's about to happen this weekend? Well, I would say it would be like really connecting with the inner child. So there's going to be a whole day that's dedicated to that work, which is some of the most profound work that um, that I've done on my transformational journey and that is guided whenever I work one-on-one with people. Um, it's almost always goes back to inner child work. And so there's so much there for us to reclaim um, and reharmonize and, you know, reclaim our innocence and our curiosity and exploration and childlike nature, because that's actually the truth of who we are as like creator beings, you know, with source is, is um, that we know that anything is possible and our belief and our faith and our trust and our innocence is just, some of the foundational pieces of that part of ourselves. And if that, if the part of ourselves that is most foundational to our creations is um, fractured or unintegrated, you know, um, not welcomed, you know, like holding shame or things like that, you know, it's, it's disturbing the whole foundation of our creations. And so there'll be um, a journey that's, you know, a day of just doing inner child work, you know, there's a day of working with the ancestors and really going into deeper dives around what, what that work has been for me and different things that I've learned along the way, as well as the process of going through and learning, learning a technique on how to shift the energetics um, with ancestral healing really quickly. And, and then the third day, just really being able to uh, bring the fullness of who we are at the soul level with the collapsing of these structures, these identities, these constructs, and really bringing in the true, um, the true structures of this living life, this living light being that we are, and, and this new kind of upgraded template and operating system you know it's like our earth is upgrading we're upgrading and like we need to shift out some of the density before we can really come into that fullness and then when we do we're coming from this deep space of, of clear knowing of you know being able to navigate like okay this part of me is integrated working with the ancestors this is who i am at soul level and then bringing all that together and being able express the self in the world and really step into our personal power as leaders, you know, and as change makers on the planet. So it's like if people are really ready for change, you know, I mean, I've been working with, uh, with my teacher Katrina for five years now and even just ha- going and sitting and having lunch with her for a couple of hours would shift so much in my field, you know, and this is three days um, three hours out of three days um, with me, her, and like three other sisters that have also been training um, really deeply in this work. And so it's going to be super powerful and really help people realign 
to their soul level essence and what they're really here to share. I'm literally getting the chills as you're describing it. So I know it's going to be very potent. Like, yeah, like my hairs are on end. I don't know if you can see that there. Like, look at those hairs on end right there. So, um, and I like literally as you're describing this, I'm just going to come through. Um, this is going to bring a whole nother level of like, this will have to be repeated again. Hopefully you guys will repeat it again and several times over because when we talk about the collective I and mean, you've been talking about the collective, like the, like we have our, like our own collective consciousness, creative abilities, but the collective abilities is like very potent because all these, all these abilities are combining and like harmonizing together. However, everyone has to start with themselves. So like they have, like, we have to do this work. You absolutely like have to do the inner work. Like when we say you've got to do the inner work, like there's, it's no joke. Like you legitimately have to do the inner work. And some of that stuff is very painful because just like you're saying, these old identities have to die and it doesn't want to die. So it's going to be quote painful. There might be like pain body experiences you might have. There might be outbursts of emotions that you're like, oh my gosh, like I've been holding back on for so long. Um, it could be coming through the body or it could be coming through the emotions of that, of that old identity that is no longer serving you that does like is holding on for dear life because it knows in, in order for you to move forward into this new expression of you, you have to let this die or as you're saying, collapse it, right? And so it's not, I'm not trying, like, this is definitely not a scary thing, but it's just saying that it is so important to be in a safe container and to be with people that are experienced with this. So you know that you're, this is like, this is a part of the experience with that. So it can be facilitated appropriately and then it can be integrated appropriately. Like we can certainly do it on our own. Like clearly you've done so much on your own. I've done a lot on my own, but like a lot of other people, it's like, unless they have like guides or coaches or mentors along the way, one, it can get extended out a heck of a lot longer. Where in this case, when you have coaches with you, you could speed up the process. So you don't have to quote suffer any longer than necessary. So like, cause it has to come up and then like cleanse, you know, like release it out of the system. And then being able to like quickly, it's like, all right, wrap it in love, or, you know, or wrap it and encapsulate it. So like now that energy that was of a lower vibration can then be transmuted and transmutated into like a higher vibration. So there's like so many other working elements that are working around like the integration of having conscious people like yourself, and then let alone a group of conscious people doing this work to help facilitate this process for people to really get into the true essence of who they are and express themselves at a higher level. So like this work is so needed and so necessary. And the more people we can get, or like you can get and we can get and we can attract into these types of circles and these types of like, like trainings and everything and, and um, seminars or containers, the more the collective is going to harmonize and be able to shift the planet and shift the consciousness in a place where it, it is right, it's rightful place. It's rightful place because right now there's, there's so much, like there's so much beauty and, and like people like my, like yourself and myself, like we can, like, I always say like we create our own reality, obviously. So like, I'm fully aware of all the chaos that's happening, but I've also created my own container to me to keep doing, doing me in the way that I want to do it. But like, I really, we really, and what you're saying is you really want to get more people in so we can keep like heaven here on earth the way it really rightfully should and can be. 
but it, it comes from the collective consciousness because if there's like the more we can get more light the the more light there will be right yeah and you know especially like those who are leaders who they know that they're here to support other people create change in the family their community this planet you know when when we as leaders are here kind of like what I call like anchoring a lot of light here as pillars of the field, whatever it is that we're upholding within our system that's coming up to be seen, we have such a powerful opportunity to alchemize and integrate and transmit that energy. And then that as an offering to the earth that ripples out on such a grander scale in the collective. And so then it also leads us to a deeper responsibility with the privilege that we have of our awareness, which is our ability to respond in a way that when we choose to lean in and do um, the challenging work that maybe most people on this planet aren't going to do, but we're willing to do that, we have an opportunity to shift these frequencies out of the collective consciousness and make it so much easier for other people to work through their healing process because we've now created this grid of light that's in support of that and it'll be a lot easier for them because of how much density has already been shifted you know, yeah. out of the field. Yeah, the way I'm like just thinking of a metaphor with that would be like, you've got this like fishbowl and there's like rocks and seeds and leaves and all these different types of varieties of, you know, products inside of this bowl. And then even though you can't remove it all, like, and then you have a spout at the bottom and it's like, okay, you can't remove all that stuff coming out of that spout. But the more that you have different varieties of like-minded people that can just get rid of this amount. Let me get the rocks out of here. Okay, now it's getting a little easier for the water to flow through the fishbowl and then being able to release it out of the spout. Okay, somebody else is going to be really good at getting the leaves and the stems out of there. Okay, now it's going to be a little bit easier for the, like, for the flow to happen. It's exactly what you're describing. It's like, it, it's like the more that people can wake up to their gifts, then they can shift that and empower and inspire others, right? And help them to awaken to their gifts. And then there's this ripple effect that happens with that. Yeah, that's a beautiful visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And that's just, so it's just, and that's what's happening. And that's like, that's a core of the work that you're doing that's like the core of the soul realignment work that you do and then as we touched on earlier the work that you do with like coming back to the, to the love to the to the sexuality to you know of and then the you know the instead of like being in your masculinity or being in your like femininity which you know both of we have both and it's just like there's always this swing but like trying to keep a little more on one side than the other obviously right so uh, let's talk just like a little bit about some of the work you do with, um, can't remember the exact like description of it, but the other work that you do as far as with like opening up people to their like the true essence of their like sexuality and everything like that. They're working with couples too. So you work with couples. So talk about that a little bit. So that way it can, it can like have our listeners and our, and our people that are watching the live know what kind of, what is that work that you do? Yeah, so, wow, there's so many different facets of that. As far as, like, someone who is, you know, wanting to attract a relationship in their life, um, 
the work that I offer is really in support of understanding the inner union, the inner divine union of polarities, um, to be able to harmonize fully to attract someone who also can mirror that inner union. So there's wholeness that gets created. And then when you're coming together, you have two whole people coming together and creating a third entity that can expand and co-create really powerfully together. Um, you know, there's all kinds of other relationships that come in that are karmic and being able to see, like, you know, I had a client recently that was like just the just the awareness of being able to understand, um, you know, his relationship with his mother and being able to see how that one thing has now created every single other relational experience in his life with women that it's the same pattern repeating out, but it's like he couldn't see it, right? So it's like a lot of times just to have someone that, that understands how these energetics operate polarity-wise and being able to see how then we pull on this thread and it's like, wow, that one thread was connected to all of this whole reality that I've built and being able to identify that and integrate that aspect of the self and be able to really harmonize that inner polarity if someone is wanting to attract someone in to get out of these karmic patterns, to get out of these relationship um, patterns that are just causing a lot of pain and, you know, really coming into deep worthiness around what we are worthy to receive in our relationships. And it's, you know, it's really powerful to go on that journey. And that's just been a really deep journey for me. Um, as far as, you know, couples go, same thing you can attract someone into your life and yet not know you could attract the most perfect love into your life and then not know how to maintain that relationship or not only like when you think about a garden where you're cultivating soil and you're watering and you're, you're weeding and it's like to, to get this beautiful fruit to eat there's so much work that it takes just to maintain the garden the weeding, the pruning, the keeping the critters out, the watering, you know, like there's a lot of work just to maintain True. a garden, let alone to get it to grow and flourish and feed the community. And be beautiful. Like, yourself. Yeah. yeah. So it's like being able to support couples and understanding those dynamics that play out between them that are typically you know, unconscious patternings or projections playing out from unintegrated wounds with the parents, you know, so being able to deeply harmonize and do, you know, some inner polarity work and forgiveness work with the parents and how that then shifts the field with the couple and deeper intimacy work, being able to empower each of them to understand what is their erotic blueprint, right? It's like your, your love language, like love understanding of the love languages in partnership is so profound. And then to understand that there's an erotic love language as well and being able to cultivate a container where both are aware of each other's needs being met and how, what are the ways in which that person feels my love or that person gets turned on, you know, and that that might be different than mine. So I don't need to be trying to do the thing that turns me on if that's not what turns them on, you know, or that's not how they receive love. So it's these, these really beautiful tools um, to support couples in deepening intimacy, deepening in um, communication, you know, the communication thing we talked about, is just something that, um, being able to give them tools of support of being able to cultivate containers 
to speak to one another, to communicate, to clear their fields, you know, on a regular basis. So there isn't buildup of these energies in the field that then cause resentments and cause destruction of the soil and the love garden, you know. Um, Let alone the cultivation when they create another soul together, right, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, even through like through initiating and then understanding one another's like erotic blueprint and then also their love language and and all that it's like also whenever it comes time or like that they created another being it's like the more they can be in comfort with that it's also there's going to be like comfort with that new being and that soul that is coming into expression as well yeah and so then there's an understanding of like yeah conscious conception too right so it's like unwinding as many of the wounds out of the dna um, and harmonizing the inner polarities as much as possible when we create these other beings and call these new souls into the planet so that they're set up with the most harmonious dna and genetic material to actually be in the fullness of who they are as souls and not be carrying all of this unprocessed karma from us or our grandparents or our ancestors, you know, they get to like be in a, in a more aligned expression of who they are. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And then a lot of work too with the, with the couples and singles even is like really understanding trauma. How does trauma impact our nervous system? How do we, you know, go into these states, these kind of trauma responses. And we think that that's just how we are, you know, and it's like, there's undercurrents of, of uh, ways in which our nervous system has been patterned to respond a certain way to protect ourselves or, you know, different things like that. That's just totally unconscious. And so being able to witness and through the intuitive gifts that I have and being able to read the field and tune into these other things that are in the unseen realms is really supportive for, for couples, you know, yeah, or because they're like, hiding it. They're, they're like, they're actually kind of, they're blind to their own like patterns and traumas because it's been shoved back, you know, because again, it's like body automatically knows to go into protection. So it'll like hide it. Right. And so for you, it's like, okay, you're saying this, but I'm actually seeing this. And so it's very powerful for you as the facilitator of that to be able to help bring that out of them, even as uncomfortable as they may be or the of the vulnerability in order for them to actually heal from it. Right. Yeah. Or even like, Oh, uh, your grandmother is over here from three generations ago and this thing happened with her. And now you're just like playing out the same pain pattern, you know, like like, share that with them. And they're like, wait, what, what happened? Like, like I went through like a galactic message transmission thing and I found out like that I was hung for speaking my truth or like practicing like what seemed to be like witchcraft and I was hung for it. And so now like I've been cut off to wanting to share like my, my truth and my message of who I am because there's this deep red in fear of what may happen, you know, like similar, you know, and so you're able to, to bring that out. And that's the same, that's very similar to the experience that I've had with, you know, working with herbal medicine and being murdered in another lifetime, but also sexuality work. You know, I've, I've seen other aspects of myself in other lifetimes and really done some deep work with myself around that to be able to clear out some of these lingering energetics that are, uh, have caused me to feel like it's not safe, it's not safe to explore, it's not safe to express. You know, um, 
and and that energy be really kind of tied down and you know our sexual energy is our life force energy it's how we got here so it's like really the essence of who we are is our sexual energy and so when we reclaim the innocence of our eroticism and we reclaim the power of our sexuality and we reclaim it sovereign sovereignly you know it's not leaking out all over the place we can direct it in, in ways in which are beneficial to what it is that we desire to see in our lives, what it is we desire to see in the world. You know, it's really, it's the most powerful energy that we have. And so when we're in that awareness and we begin to, you know, be more discerning with how we use that energy, or even like I was sharing before, whatever we're upholding, within ourselves we're helping to uphold in the collective so when there's those those kind of edgy places even in relationships we've been in for a long time those edgy places of like oh i really want to say this and that feels really vulnerable and like okay no i'm not going to do it or like oh i really want to i really want to like have this thing express this kink or this fantasy or whatever and like oh and i'm going to hold back you know we're it's like when we just lean into that, we lean into these edgy places and then we liberate that, those aspects of ourselves. There's so much energy that comes into those places. It's been stagnant energy that allows us to now move that energy creatively. And whether that's in our business or what we're sharing in our community or with our relationship, it's the, some of the most powerful work that we can be doing. And with that is like also very ancestral. You know, how did our ancestors deal with sex? Yeah. They didn't talk about it. No, or they like, they actually had coverage. So they couldn't, you know, they couldn't physically. It's not right for you to feel good in your body, right? To experience that, like, or like the, the orgasm, like the orgasmic energy that comes, which is a very creative energy. I'm just going to pause real quick. This is like a very superficial thing that I remember gosh, how, however old I was way before, like being able to speak energy and how it like re reflects in the body. But there was a old movie called love and basketball. And this couple, they started to realize that if they got, they got frisky right before, like they would get on the basketball court, but they would stop right before the, like the ejaculation or right before like the full release, they would kick ass on the, like literally on the playing field or on the court. And like that was that was in a movie and I'm like now like I, I literally just had that vision of that reflecting back to it because like that was his creative expression was playing basketball on the court. So as long as he didn't like release it all, as you said, like leaking it all over the place, as long as he didn't like leak it out, you know what I mean? He was able to like bring that up and utilize that creative energy toward whatever thing that he was working toward, which in this love and basketball movie it was for him to be able to play basketball and then just be like an all star at it. Yeah, that's super powerful. And that just makes me want to just bring in really quick around um, the power of semen retention. Um, mm. Because uh, we, a lot of us men and women have been conditioned that, you know, orgasm for a man, orgasm and ejaculation is the same thing. And it's not, they're two separate things. And so when men can practice the cultivation of their sexual energy and their orgasmic energy and learn how to separate their orgasm from their ejaculation they can have multiple orgasms and send that energy to their partner and then she also has multiple orgasms and it's this battery that gets charged up 
And then men are able to retain their life force and be really powerful forces in the world and be able to really create a lot of impact. Whereas, you know, if there's ejaculation all the time and that life force is getting depleted, not only can there be an unconscious projection that the feminine is stealing their power, unconsciously, they don't know that that's there, but it's an undercurrent. Interesting. <laughs> but also, you know, one ejaculation can impact a man's emotional and mental body for up to two weeks because of the chemicals that get released on the brain. And so it's like really understanding like, okay, is you coming all the time actually an aspect of destroying aspects of the relationship? You know, because, it, and most people aren't aware of this stuff. We haven't been taught that in our Western culture. And so really, you know, also being able to support couples and understanding that there's a lot of egoic stuff around that that has to be worked through as well when they're on this semen retention journey. Not only is the man have to let go of any egoic construct around like, I need to come, you know, but like also the women thinking that it's their job and that, that man is not satisfied unless he is ejaculating. So there's all this deconditioning, a lot around pornography and different things like that too, that has to be uncovered. And that can be also a really tender process. And there, you know, there's ways in which um, I support couples in that way of really understanding that and still being able to tune into the field and, oh, this is coming in or this is wanting to be let go of and from an intuitive way, as well as like the human primal sexuality stuff. And, you know, with my, my business is called Paradigm and it's all about the, this new paradigm that we're in. My tagline for my business is bridging the primal, the holy and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. So when we, start, when we start reclaiming these aspects of, of our cosmic nature and our primal nature and then the sacred holy nature that we are, we bring those things together into this beautiful trinity of our inner masculine, our inner feminine, our inner child, and have this beautiful internal, our entire reality will radically revolutionize into the highest expression of who we are as souls in high creative capacities like you know even like in human design we're talking about us being manifestors we can manifesting but everybody has manifesting qualities and abilities and like as you're talking about this like the triad like the, the trinity something like that wow i'm just like wow what a beautiful way to wrap it up right here with with how you just like brought that together the paradigm the bridge you know of bridging the three together like that and, and the ways that you can interweave this in the vulnerability of unraveling that and then the openness to allow yourself to open and release that for as another way of being able to express yourself to feel into the body to be able to feel more enjoy more and enjoy the orgasm of life right yeah and that's really what you know um, the whole like tantra thing is about tantra is not just sexuality it's like it's life just like yoga yoga is not just about these postures that we put our body into that's one limb of eight limbs of yoga the sexuality is one aspect of many aspects of tantra tantra is the way that we live life it's it's an orgasmic making love to life, making love to nature, allowing life to make love to us and being able to have all of that as like a holistic experience within ourselves, our body, our minds, our spirits, being able to really weave all of those things together for wholeness is like how we're going to be the most 
the most fulfilled here mm. and the most creative, like you said. You know, it's like we really are, we are infinite beings. We are infinite beings with so many different gifts to be able to express here. Yeah. You know, and we claim all these aspects of ourselves when we do the ancestral work, we do the inner child work, we do the sexuality work. Um, there, wow. There's just, it's, it's infinite potential. It really is. And gosh, if anything that anybody got out of this or any part that they jumped in and listening to this and watching this conversation we've been having, it's like, you like I'll let you I'll let you final I'll let you finish it with like the parting words of, of like you are infinite and you have infinite abilities and capabilities and it's a matter of you allowing yourself to discover that and being open to that so what would be your parting words to, with our listeners with our watchers and our viewers here before we wrap this up today mm. it would be to listen to the intuitive, intelligent wisdom of the heart and allow that to be the guiding force for the mind to take action upon what it is that the heart is longing and yearning to express in the world, no matter what. It's the heart. It's the feminine. It's how we got here. The womb, the feminine the creation and when we allow ourselves to create from that feminine space and allow our inner masculine to support the vision of the feminine and then be in childlike play and innocence and not take life too seriously and be continually flowing and recalibrating but having the the feminine lead and the masculine bring in the structure and this action you know, to support our inner feminine while we play. That's all that we have. That and, and our nervous system, that's what we have to create with us. We're here and there's, there's things happening all around us. And when we have that inner trinity crystallized and solidified within our being, we can stay stabilized and harmonious no matter what's happening around us. And then we can radiate that to others and show others what's possible. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, my gosh, beautiful sister. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Like, hello. This is so beautiful. And this was like, I mean, there's so many other areas we can go into with this. But thank you so much for tuning in and having this conversation with me today and sharing and like sharing the vulnerabilities and your experience and the, the trials and tribulations and experiences and the studying that you've gone through to come to where you're at to share the work with what you do. And I'll make sure I include in the show notes of how people can reach you, but go ahead and say how people can reach you on Instagram, obviously. So what is your handle on Instagram? Madeline Elizabeth Love on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a love cast called Paradigm Love Cast, P A R A D I G M. And that is my uh, creative consulting business name. And yeah, you can reach out to me there. I also have a website called ParadigmPortal.love. 
Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Please share with someone that this may support if this impacted you. And thank you so much, Natalie, for the nudge to do this. I'm so joyous to do this with you anytime. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I'm sure we will have more of these to come. So as people leave comments and ask, like, we'll be here. We'll be here to inform and share and, and just gives me an opportunity to share space with you again. So I'm so happy to have talked to you to see your beautiful face. And so until next time, namaste to you, my love. sister. <laughs> love you. Bye. Thanks for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you received lots of value out of it as I certainly enjoyed sharing. Could I ask that you please share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also bonus points, if you could leave a review for me on your favorite podcast app, that would be greatly appreciated too. If at any point you'd like to be on the podcast or have any questions you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Natalie Horine. That's H-O-R-I-N-E. Thanks again for listening. Now have an expansive and awesome day. We'll see you next time.